All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their bootcamp. I'm super excited because I have an absolute legend on the other end. This person is the head of Fitness Forever. They're a Fitness Australia approved CEC provider. They have an amazing course, Creating Positive Mental Health. They do a lot of work with the NDIS. They do a lot of corporate wellness programs. And this person is a finalist for the Australian Personal Trainer of the Year. So, without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Miss Sue Ann Lowry. Sue, Sue Ann, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Jono. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you very much for your time here, Sue Ann. I know you've got a lot on your plate, especially with that big award that you've got coming up, which we hope you win. Yeah. So, best of luck with Thank that you. to start with. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Sue Ann, I'd like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires <laughs> you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? Okay, it's, a, it's actually one that I have created myself just based on experience and it's actually, it's not that you can't do something, it's how you can do it. Love that. I'm uh, a yeah. huge fan of that. I've actually, um, I've removed the word can't from my vocabulary actually, Sue Ann. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't even know what that word means anymore, you know? So yeah. that, that fits <laughs> That's a good way to be. Yeah, yes. So I love that quote. And hey, what I was hoping to talk about today, you're nominated for this big award and Mm -hmm. probably most of my listeners are thinking, man, I I would love to be a finalist for the personal trainer of the year. I'd love to be the personal trainer of the year in Australia, whatever country I'm listening to. So I'm hoping you could share your story. You can start us wherever you want to start and what it took to be a finalist for the Australian personal trainer of the year. How does that sound? That sounds great. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about our, our business. So basically, we started in 2010. Uh, we always had a focus on helping in the prevention and or management of chronic health conditions. So things like type 2 diabetes, asthma, obesity. Um, and basically, we evolved from there. We, we took it slow and, and gradually built our client base. Um, and it actually took a while to delve more into these um, conditions. But over the years, our business has evolved um, and we now have widened the demographic and we've helped many, many different people. So special needs like obesity, diabetes, stroke, multiple sclerosis, dementia, vision impairment, um, various mental health conditions such as depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, um, others, cerebral palsy, Asperger's syndrome, autism, and intellectual disability. So many, many different um, things that we've just delved into, which has been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, um, yeah and, and just in, obviously there's a lot of um, different conditions in there, which obviously as a personal trainer I wouldn't have known much about and a lot of people probably wouldn't. But I have been quite fortunate over the time to have the opportunity for one-on-one guidance, particularly with MS um, and also dementia and have just, yeah, really, really grown and learned how to really research um, conditions to help the wider community, basically. Um, 
Outside of the disability sector, we've um, also mentioned to, you mentioned the Creating Positive Mental Health course. So um, I just sat down and did a bit of a, a mind map a few years ago and based on my experience with training, was just trying to work out of the population who I could help the most. Um, obviously, mental health is a very big um, issue at the moment and there's a lot being spoken about it. So I wanted to develop a, a course for personal trainers to really understand mental health better because a lot of us will have clients you know who who have suffered depression or anxiety in particular and uh, we can talk about that more later but yeah it's it's been another huge milestone in our business and for me personally developing this um also we as you mentioned corporate wellness we have gone more into that and uh, we're now helping people like university students, mining camps, um, hotels. So, yeah, we're, we're really branching out there. And obviously it's taken 10 years to do all this. But, yeah, to be now a finalist in PT of the Year, it's very exciting. Yes. Well, I'd love to hear... Let's start from the start then, Sue Ann, like, because that sounds like you've got a lot going on there. And, you know, your personal trainer that's sort of maybe a year, two years out of the industry is like, wow, I've got to know all of that to, uh, you know, to <laughs> be, be, you know, straight away to be a personal trainer. So maybe if you could run us through, how did it start? Run us through, you got, what, what were your initial qualifications? Let's start there. Okay. So, um, so three and four in fitness, obviously. And I actually just took it really slow. I, I had the idea that I wouldn't work in a gym personally. Um, I wanted to have my own business because of our business focus being so specific. Um, and, yeah, basically it, I did eventually become a nutritionist as well, which has helped with a lot of these things. But a lot has just been research and experience. And if somebody's coming... Um, yeah, just fresh out of um, being graduated. It's it's literally, as I say, finding your niche and working with that. You know, you can try to help everyone, but the the better you are at actually nutting it out and finding what you're good at, it's it's really going to help you and your business. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. So, am I right in saying with you, Sue Ann, you, you you knew your niche before you even got your qualifications, or was it you got your qualifications and you're like, all right, after doing that, this is the niche I want to work with? No, I was I was pretty specific. So, I have had asthma since I was two, um, and it was very very bad when I was young, and I never could really exercise very well. I was on steroid medication, so it was really really hard for me growing up. So the reason I got into this was basically because I wanted to help people like me who thought they couldn't do it or didn't know how to do it. Love it. Love it. And I think that's Mm. always a good niche. If you're listening to this and you've overcome something, that's always a very good niche. And there's always a good, maybe not so much in your case, but a five-year thing. There's always like, all right, where was I five years ago and where am I now? If I've had a journey or if I've been able to overcome something, I can help others do the same. So I love that there. So, okay, that makes sense. You had your goal. You did your fitness qualifications. You finished your Cert 3 and 4. Didn't want to work in a gym. So what was the first step, Sue Did you work from home to start with? Did you do some mobile stuff? Did you approach other places? Did you have a brick-and-mortar business? What, was, what happened yeah. after you finished this, the, your initial qualifications there? What was the first step? 
Okay, uh, so I actually, because I wanted to still have money, basically, I did keep working for two years, but um, cut it down from full-time to part-time to casual because I think that is a big mistake, thinking you can actually mm. enter the industry and get 30 clients straight away. Um, I worked from home, so, yeah, it took, it, it took a really good two years to set up a solid client base and I was new to the area that I was living in also, which made it very hard mm. and fairly new to Brisbane also. So um, it once I got my first couple of clients, which were from word of mouth, uh, basically that's how it, it developed and signage on the fence um, on a main road was fantastic. And it was just persistence. It was not going out too hard and putting all my life savings into it. It was being really smart about you know, the progression and it, everything takes time. It's not just going to happen. Yes. And the goal. So that was always the goal. It was always like, all right, I'm working full time. I need this income, but this is my passion, the fitness side of things. So I'm going to get my qualifications, got my qualifications. I'm going to keep this job here, do fitness on the side. But the goal is always to have the fitness business as the main thing. Was that always the goal? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Awesome. All right. Well, run me through there, Sue Ann. I guess the next point from there is when you would have dropped from full-time to part-time. Was that a hard decision and what made you have that push there? I think I was beginning to get more clients and obviously I needed more time to go to train them. So the decision wasn't hard for me. I, I did sacrifice some income for a little while. But in saying that, I still I still kept my other job, so I was still getting money. So I was willing to take the leap and actually see what I could do with it, you know, and, and make it a full-time business. Yes, and I think that's important to all the listeners as well. It's very hard if you've got that full-time job to match the full-time job on the side. There's probably going to be a little bit of drop as you're transitioning, but the whole philosophy behind it is, all right, great, if I'm working 40 hours in a full-time job and 10 hours on the side in fitness, but if I can free up another 20 hours in my full-time job, yes, okay, that I'm going to lose 20 hours of work there, but if I spend 20 hours working on my business, what's going to happen there? So I, I think that's important. And I actually missed a step, Sue Ann, starting up your business. What did you need to start it up? Did you need a lot of funds? Did you need a lot of equipment? Did you need a lot of um, marketing and business expenses? How hard was it to start up off your own off the bat? Well, uh, we developed a website and that was done fairly cheaply back in those days, <laughs> I guess okay. 10 years ago. Um, yes, yeah, so I started as a very simple website website. Um, yeah, basically the signage that we used. And I guess, I, I mean, I'd never started my own business either, so I probably did miss a lot of opportunities that I could have done. Um, but basically just talking to people, you know, that, that was one big thing to get my name out there and keeping my clients, you know, that's, that's a really essential part of being a PT. You don't want high turnover. And to this day we still have our first client that we had, you know, first of all, so wow, that, that in itself is impressive. And we have, you know, other clients, nine, nine, eight years, you know, and it's, we've developed amazing friendships and, you know, relationships through it. So it's great. Yes. I love that. I always love that first client story. What about yeah. in terms of equipment, Sue Ann? Did you invest in any equipment? What, what happened there? Okay. So we've 
I've always trained very simply. So I have a treadmill and a bike and a lot of free weights, you know, medicine balls, just a really simple outlay. It wasn't, and still isn't to this day, a, a big uh, overload of equipment. I believe uh, people should learn how to use their body. So a lot of my training is done through body weight. So people can do it at home once they've learned correctly how to do it with me. Um, and I, I just don't think it needs to be technical. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, and particularly with the disability side of things, you know, those guys, they don't want big fancy things, you know, just the simplest thing like a resistance band could be the most important piece of equipment that you could actually have. So, oh, yes. I definitely, definitely not a huge outlay on equipment. Awesome. I love hearing that. So, some mm. key points there to, to everyone listening. So, a couple of things I like about what Sue Ann did there. The first thing was that it's essentially just talking to people. Like that's half of what business is. The more people you know, the more people you talk to, the more your ideal client you get in front of, the more clients you're going to have. It doesn't necessarily have to be spending thousands of dollars on marketing or having a million Instagram followers or whatever it may be. Just by talking to people, you can grow the business there, which I love. And then also the retention side of things. Hey, if you're good at what you do, you care about your clients, you're not going to have that turnover. You can have your clients stay with you and you're just building. So I love that side of things there. So I guess from there then, Sue Ann, now you've, you know, you've, um, you obviously went down to part-time at work, you grew your business, you then went to full-time in the fitness industry. Now you're nominated for a finalist of the personal trainer of the year, which is amazing. And you cover such a, a wide scope of uh, conditions there. How did you learn all that. I know you've mentioned it's about studying. Could you give some, I guess, some practical tips? We can go two ways. You can either run us through the journey that you did, where you started, whether it was books, whether it was podcasts, whether it was the internet, whether it was um, traveling to see particular people, or we could go the other way and be like, all right, if someone's listening to this and they're like, all right, you know, I've got my cert three and four, I want to learn more about these areas that Sue Ann's in, but I don't know where to start. What can you tell us there? Okay, well, I think, as I mentioned when I, I started telling you about the business, um, there was a period probably of, of three or four years where, you know, most of my clients were, were regular average clients, you know, with, with no real issues. Um, and then I, I did get my class with MS. So I was really fortunate to have um, a head physio of MS Queensland at the time who actually sat with me and really you know, went right in, into the disease because I knew nothing really about it. But there was such a shortage at that time of, um, well, particularly personal trainers, but, you know, other people even understanding how to exercise with people with MS. So that went for about one and a half years, that class, where I really learned a lot. I, yeah, Googled, you know, it was all about just self-learning basically, but also listening to the actual clients. Mm. Um, yeah. In a condition like MS, everyone is so different. Um, yeah, someone could have, you know, a, a leg that doesn't work properly, but others may really feel the heat and there's so many different aspects. Um, and then also the other was dementia. I, one of my clients, she came to me and asked me to train her. Well, she thought, is it possible to train her mother who was 84 at the time with dementia? Because she herself was a scientist and really understood the body. And we trained for about two and a half years and we took videos and we could see if she'd had the mini TIAs, like mini strokes. Mm. And you could actually see in the videos where things just weren't working or they clicked, you know, and we've got 
hundreds of videos now where we've learnt from that, but also her, her daughter obviously understanding it and could teach me. Um, so I think those two things, I was just really fortunate to have the experience. But from there, it was then, particularly with mental health, I became more aware that, you know, people have different um, conditions. And, yeah, it was, it was pretty much a self-research internet, basically. Yes. From that point. Yeah. I love that because there's no excuse anymore, right? Like I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure everything I know in my head, somebody could just Google that and find the answer, right? So, yeah. you know, it's not it's- a um, – there's no excuse not to be educated these days. And I'll just summarize what Sue Ann said there to the listeners, some key takeaways I got there. The first thing was the practical side of things. So Sue Ann went and essentially taught a class in with MS – with people that had MS under obviously supervision. And that was just a good start point there. So if you're interested in this, hey, go and find something that's going on with someone that can mentor you and get some hands-on practice there. But a lot of the time, that's not necessarily going to be enough. So that's a, you know, you do that, that's great, but also go home and do your research and see what's going on there. And thirdly, but and potentially most importantly, is also speaking to the clients because their condition is going to be a little bit different. And then the more people you or the better you get to know their condition specifically, the better you can help them, which is also going to help you with the next lot of or the, anyone else that's got a similar condition. So I love that there. So run me through, Sue Ann. I'm curious now about your, your CEC course, your po- creating positive mental health, because most of my listeners here are personal trainers, and I think that's something they could be interested in. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I developed this course after reading quite a few statistics um, about mental health. Uh, for example, approximately 14% of Australians will be affected by anxiety disorder in any 12-month period. A worldwide one, 121 million people suffer from depression. Yeah, they're pretty startling statistics, and I just, yeah, as I mentioned, I train people and a lot of people won't tell you they have anxiety or depression. Um, some will, and it's, I think it's very, very important in our industry in how you train people that do um, have these conditions, but also being aware to recognise and know where our scope of practice is and when to refer. Um, so basically I developed this. It took 18 months. It was a long time because I was busy, but <laughs> got there in the end. Um, but yeah, basically, it's just to educate, provide knowledge and create awareness for exercise professionals um, who work with clients with mental health challenges. But important note here is that they may be clinical, so may, they may be diagnosed or they may be non-clinical, which means that um, they're not. So they might just say they're feeling sad, for example. Mm. Uh, with, with our course, we actually do have a, a psychologist with a over 20 years' experience facilitating the course with us, which is very powerful. And um, obviously, as a personal trainer, I can't, you know, go into specific details of, of depression and anxiety. Um, but having a psychologist there, you know, she can definitely delve deeper into it being in that field. So that is fantastic. So the two conditions that we actually do focus on are depression and anxiety and the different types because they are the two most common. Mm. Uh, found out there today um, but also the main one of the main things that we do cover is um, the links between exercise and positive mental health mm. um, there's been many many studies and we do provide a lot of information to the participants of the course in this exact topic because it's 
it's so proven, you know. So um, at the end of the day, once people do do our course, hopefully it will give them confidence to work with people with mental health um, conditions or challenges. They'll have the skills you know, to recognise signs or symptoms. They'll act appropriately within scope of practice because that is really important, obviously, and understand when they need to refer. Yes, love that. And now is that course in Brisbane? Is it online? Is Do you travel? How does it work? Uh, so it is a face-to-face course. Obviously, it's, you know, we do c- cover quite in-depth information. So it is great having um, that opportunity to talk to us directly. But uh, Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne. Oh, cool. All right. And the best place to, if any of my listeners are interested in that, is it going to your website? Is it following you on social media? Where's the best place for more info there? Yeah, so it's on our website, which is www.fitforever. So it's F-I-T, forever.com.au. And it's just under mental health course. Perfect, perfect. I'm going to put that in the show notes as well. Now, tell me, Sue Ann, a finalist of Personal Trainer of the Year, how did that come about? How did you get nominated? How did you get to the finals? Let my listeners know the process there. Okay, so this year, Fitness Australia actually changed their process, which I thought was really excellent. Uh, it, was, it was a little bit involved, so um, we had to write basically about us, who we are, uh, your passion for what you do and why you do what you do and who you do business to basically uh, there was a video involved where it showed your interaction with a client and then there was I think 12 questions where it just delved more into you know proving pretty much what you say that you do um, so from that step the next round got uh, announced and then we had uh, three letters of recommendation to submit from either fellow work people or clients in my case, clients, <laughs> and yeah, and then from there it got um, down to five. So here we are. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, yeah. I'm wishing you the best of luck there. Hey, Sue Ann, we're coming to the end of the podcast here. I like to finish my podcast off with the same question. Now, you're obviously a mentor to a lot of people out there, to your clients, also to trainers now with the CEC courses mm-hmm. that you're doing. Who are your mentors? Have you got a particular person you look up to or any particular people you follow on social media or any favorite books or podcasts you can recommend to my listeners? Uh, I actually love TED Talks. I Mm. don't know if you've heard of those. Yes. Uh, There's one in particular which I do use within my course as well. It's by neuroscientist Wendy Suzuki, and she actually changed her field of study um, to exercise and its effects on the brain. So she was that taken with it, despite her um, success in her current field that she changed. And the, it's very inspirational, but um, there's many TED Talks that I, I do listen to. Um, but in saying that as well, um, our governing body, so Fitness Australia and also through nutrition as well, and uh, they do give fantastic articles and um, there's a lot of research done, you know, that... It just shoots into your inbox. So it's actually really um, great if you're busy, basically. Yes, love that too. So to summarise for the listeners, TED Talks, if you're not sure of um, what TED Talks is, it's essentially, they're usually about 20-minute talks. Is that right, Sue Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 20-minute talks on different topics. Very leaders in the field give those talks. And the one that Sue Ann's recommended, did, did I get that right, Wendy Suzuki? Yes, that's right. 
awesome. So check out Wendy Suzuki's one. Also keep an eye on what Fitness Australia sends out if you're in the nutrition space as well. What was the name of the nutrition governing body there? Uh, mine is ANTA, so Australian Natural Therapists Association. Awesome. And they can send them out too. All right, cool. Well, hey, Sue Ann, we're coming to the end here. If any of my listeners are like, all right, I want to follow Sue Ann. I love what she's doing. Uh, I want to send her a message and wish her luck for the award coming up this week. What's the, um, what's the best? I know you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're on LinkedIn. Is there a particular yep. one you like or should we follow you on all of them? Uh, all of them are fairly updated, uh, Facebook or Instagram probably, but we're all Fitness Forever Brisbane if anyone actually wants to follow us. That would be great. Awesome. I'll put yeah. that link in the, the show notes, but essentially it was Fitness Forever Brisbane and that's Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn? Yes. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, Sue Ann, that's all we've got time for today. I just want to finish up with is there anything you want to finish this up with? Is there anything I should have asked you that didn't or anything you want to get off your chest before we leave you to it? <laughs> uh, the only thing that I would mention, obviously I deal a lot with different special needs. Um, I just think not everyone can do that. Yeah, I think um, mm. it can potentially hurt your business if um, you, know, you try to do it but you may not have quite the right personality or might not quite had the empathy to understand. Um, yeah, so I just, it's a, it's a great, great, definite um, rewarding side of personal training, but definitely do your research. And, um, yeah, I, I just yeah, just want to make people worry that not everyone, I mean, there's some tough cases that can come in and you're confronted and you just, you know, need to react quite quickly and, and professionally and, yeah. Yeah, that's probably all I'd say. Yeah. I agree 100%. My take on that, like, don't just look at it and be like, oh, you know, there's a lot of people in that niche. There might be a few dollars in it for me. I'm going to go and become a specialist in, in that field there. It doesn't work like that, right? You've got to uh, have the – sorry, you go. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, one particular one that did uh, has come to me and she, she's working out great, but she is intellectually disabled, uh, vision impaired, and she doesn't talk. Um, yeah, so that's tough. You know, not a lot of people could work out one how to work with her when her her family haven't found a way in 38 years. Um, but she's she's gone from 45 minutes to 60 minutes and kicking a soccer ball. Wow. <laughs> Sounds interesting, but she, she does it and loves it. So, yeah, you know, you can have fantastic stories, but um, just be mindful of there's a lot of different conditions out there and, yeah, your, your niche might be one of them, which is, would be great. Yes, I agree with that. All right, so Anne, well, hey, that's all we've got time for today. Just wanted to thank you for your time there and all the best of luck with your award. Thank you so much, Jenny. If you liked the show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort 
so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes, all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you, or you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.